Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today I have a very special guest. Today I have Kira Hurley, who is a recent college graduate who also attended Medical Sales College and just broke into medical device sales with one of the largest medical device companies in the entire world and in one of the busiest markets. So, Kira, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, thank you for taking time. I know your life is crazy. I know we were just talking for everyone who's listening. Uh, her mornings are starting around 4, 4.30 in the morning um, and then sometimes doesn't get home till 7. So I really appreciate you just taking the time to to join us and, and share your insight. Of course. I got home early today at like 5, so that was super exciting. Look at that. Now you're living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Kira, I was just, you know, started out with everybody. Um, would love to just get a little introduction for from you, uh, and then kind of go from there. So, for everyone listening, I graduated this past May of 2020 in the pandemic um, from college. And when I started my college career in 2016, I definitely would have never pictured myself doing what I'm doing today. Um, mostly because I just didn't even really know a career like this existed. And I really started off in the health sciences as a biology major. I always felt drawn towards medicine, but I never really knew exactly what I wanted to do, where I wanted to fit. Um, throughout college, I did a lot of shadowing with like, you know, physicians, physician's assistants, oral surgeons. And while I really loved being in that clinical environment, it felt like something was kind of still missing. At this time, um, I began to, you know, take some business classes. I also felt really drawn towards them, like trying to be in sales, maybe entrepreneurship, but it really wasn't until I started talking to my stepdad who works in pharma, um, where I got the idea to work in medical device sales. He was telling me, you know, you don't want to be in pharma. I couldn't see you there, but I could definitely see you in med device. So after this, I definitely became really excited about the industry because I you know, started doing some research and I felt like it would kind of blend that whole, you know, love for the clinical, but also love for sales into one. I love that. I love that. Um, I didn't know your dad was or stepdad was in pharmaceuticals. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, oh. Been in pharma like forever. Um, worked for, you know, some big companies. Um, he's down in Florida now, but yeah, he loves it. No way. So uh, can for the listeners out there, can you give the reasons why you personally decided uh, not pharmaceuticals and why you did medical device sales? Because this is a common question that I get asked, should I go pharma? Should I go med device? This was something I uh, question as well. And I have my own answers, but would love to hear why you decided to go medical device route. Um, so I feel like it really wasn't my option. It was more like my stepdad being like, no, you wouldn't like pharma and me being like, okay, I trust you. <laughs> um, but now looking back on it, I don't think I would have liked pharma just because you really don't get that same like OR clinical environment as you do with surgical sales, which is what I do. Um, I really like like being around people, you know, being in that OR is something I've always wanted to do. And I think with pharma, the only other thing is you're really only having conversations with the doctors. You're not in the OR building relationships with them, working with the OR staff, um, which I find really interesting. Um, so, I mean, I would definitely not do pharma at this point. I love med device and obsessed with it. It's the coolest industry ever. So I'm, I'm with super you. happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. And, and just for the listeners out there, you know, um, I've talked to a lot of people who were in pharmaceuticals and then they broke into medical device. If yeah. you don't know that there is a kind of a stigma in the medical device world. Um, I know managers that won't even hire someone that's been in pharmaceutical because 
there's sometimes the stigma of they're lazy. They don't know how to sell. Like, um, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I have heard of managers who have interviewed uh, contestants or uh, people and they found out they were in pharmaceuticals and then they just flipped the switch and then grilled oh, yeah. them and then it got uh, way absolutely. harder. Um, my, actually, I've heard the same thing even from my stepdad. He told me, you know, when he first broke into the industry, he had thought about, you know, maybe doing med device and him and a lot of his colleagues, the same thing, you would apply to a job and it, the first thing you would say is pharma sales need not apply. So, yeah. I mean- that's definitely something to look into. I mean, I have heard other things like, oh, go into pharma, then med device. But yep. um, at this point, I feel like if you're going to want to go into med device, I'd probably stick with something more towards doing B2B before rather yep. than doing pharma. Trying to do that. And I will say uh, to the reps that were in pharmaceutical, they always did tell me, hey, if you're going to go in pharma, it's two years now. Like you can't stay mm-hmm. longer than two years because then you would quote unquote, get the habits and it goes down there, you know? So um, just for you guys, everybody listening, that is kind of the stigma out there. I'm not saying I agree with it. I know people that are in pharma and they work really hard. Uh, But one other thing I want to touch on in the pharmaceutical world is I talked to a rep where he was a pharmaceutical rep. And like you said, you don't make that relationship with that doctor. He's like, I worked with a doctor for two years. I stopped Mm -hmm. at their office. They used our product. And he's like, I then landed a medical device or device job. And I was his new med device uh, rep. And he didn't even know who I was because even though I was the pharmaceutical rep, they don't really care. They're just like, okay, drop off your stuff. There's that guy and go. It wasn't until he's like, I'm in medical device where he's like, I'm actually helping in the surgery. I'm adding value um, that, that it came into that. So I just wanted to touch on that for everyone listening. Again, not saying that pharmaceutical is not a a good world. Um, It's just, it's a different world than medical device. Um, Absolutely. So Kira, now we touched on medical sales college. (laughs) Um, Everyone who's listened, uh, I did make a video of my opinion on medical sales college, um, but I would actually like to get someone's opinion who's been through medical sales college. So can you kind of tell us about your experience at medical sales college, what it was like? um, And then at the end, if you feel like, you know, if someone should look at it or maybe not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I think, you know, I really didn't know or decide I wanted to go into med device until maybe my last like eight months of college. It was like, you know, things were wrapping up. I was doing internships and I was like either going to apply to PA school, going to apply to dental school, or I just didn't know what I was going to do. And then I kind of found medical device and I was like, okay, like, but I have no experience. How am I going to get into this field? What can I do to make myself stand out? And I just was doing research all online, trying to figure out what can I do, what can I do, and um, I found I found the medical sales college basically. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the advice previously that I got before that was okay, you have to work in B two B sales for two to four years, and I just like didn't believe that was the only option. I was like, there's yeah. something I can do, and I'm gonna get into this field. So after I found MSC, um, I felt like as a young college graduate, it would be a great option for me. Um, they have one program that it's the one I did is the eight week online course in orthopedic biologics and regenerative medicine. I had no idea what this meant going into it. I was like, I have no idea what orthopedic biologics is. I don't know anything about the industry, but in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm a college, you know, senior, I'm taking 21 credits and I'm going to do this eight week online course. Like this is going to help me stand out. I, I want to show people that I'm willing to work hard. I want to show people that I'm committed. And I really like, that was my initial thoughts going into it. Like more than anything, I don't even care what I learn at first. I just want to 
work hard and have an idea of what I'm getting myself into. Yep. Because I mean, I could have done this course and been like, I hate med device. I don't want to do it. But I really wanted to kind of get an idea before I went into it. Mm -hmm. I will say, I think it helped me more so just learn about the industry more than anything. You know, I was able to work network with so many people who have worked in med device. I'd say most people that work there have been in med device. I know a lot of people have worked for top companies. Yep. So going into interviews, it was so helpful because I'd be like, oh, hey, I know this person was my you know mentor and they worked for whatever and I'm interviewing with them. What advice do you have? You know, what are good ways to interview for this company? So it was like almost like a short list to get networking. Yep. Um, and I mean, they had a lot of great tools to be successful. My thing I will say is, um, I do just from things I've heard, things you read on the internet, I do think some people go into MSC and think, okay, I'm just going to get a job right after college. I'm just going to do this program and they're just going to hand me a job. MSC isn't like that. You can talk to any of the people that work there. They say, if you want to get a job, you have to go out and network for it. Mm -hmm. You know, we will help you if you need help, if you need interview tips, you know, we'll give you the tools to be successful. But if you're not somebody who's going to work for it, you're not going to get the job. Yep. And ultimately, I mean, I didn't think that just going to school, was, this like school was going to give me a job regardless, but I think it gave me a really good opportunity to be successful when I was interviewing. So I will say, I do think the program I did was worth it for me, mm -hmm. but I mean, that may have just been under my conditions of, you know, I'm a college senior, I'm taking, you know, this eight week online course while I'm at school. It was definitely the less expensive option, which was what I was going for. Yeah. Um, so it just put me in a really good position like to get into the industry. I, I really don't that. know about successes of other people, um, but it did help me, I think, at least a little bit. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, and I always just love having a different people's point of views. And like you said, it, at the end of the day, it gave you an understanding. Um, you know, the, the point I always would point out, you know, being someone who had no sales experience, broke mm -hmm. in as a full-line sales rep and got told I should go to B2B sales or medical sales college. And I was like you, I'm like, no way. I'm not wasting my time with either of those or my money. Um, it was yeah. always just like the thing, like you said, I think the biggest thing is it gives you an understanding of the uh, field that you're about to get into. But that's where I always was pushing. Like I'm a money savvy person. I'm like, well, I'll just reach out to people for free on LinkedIn <laughs> yeah. and find that as well. Um, and like you said, connections, I will say that has been one thing with managers, kind of like we talked about pharmacy school, talking with managers who are hiring sometimes uh, medical sales college kids can get sometimes a bad rap for the fact mm -hmm. of they feel that they deserve a job. Hey, I, I paid $14,000 to go in person or whatever it is, um, yeah. but I paid this money to learn this 12 weeks. I deserve a job. And like, and like you just said, they're not going to hand you a job. Every single person that I've talked to in medical sales college that did get a job, it was because they were already networking. It was, they did what you did. They were already doing everything they needed to. And then it's kind of like, Hey, but I also have an understanding from here compared mm -hmm. to, I do know a lot of um, people who go into it thinking like, Hey, they're just going to hand me the book of who to apply for. And here it comes. And, and that is not the case. So if that is what you're thinking, please save your money um, yeah. and don't do that. But I love getting your, someone's uh, first world experience who had success with it as well. Absolutely. But yeah, you touched on that perfect point. It's like, you don't deserve anything in this life. You got to work for any, everything you have. So honestly, you know, you can go to MSC and I think you can make success out of it. But the thing is you have to put in the work. You have to be willing to get the good grades you know, I studied so much. So I did really well in the class. They give like grade point averages. I don't yeah, know if you yeah. know that. Oh, I did that. Um, 
So, I mean, it, it takes work to be successful. You have to do a lot of projects. You learn about, you know, feature benefit values. Um, so it definitely gave me a good concept going in interviews, but I mean, everything is what you work for. So love that. I, I'd and, say, you know. <laughs> no, I love that. And, and like you said, that is something I've told everybody. That's what's made my life way easier. Um, I don't feel, feel like I deserve anything. You know, I have to work for everything. And, and the people that I find that are successful, like yourself breaking in, they feel the same way. When you don't walk in with that chip on the shoulder, you're like, hey, I'm coming here to earn it. Like, mm -hmm. it's only up from here, you know. So I yeah. love that you made that uh, point. So thank you for making that. Now, <laughs> going into it, can you kind of tell us how you broke in? So I know you went to medical sales college. Kind of, can you tell us the interview process? How many did you apply with? Um, and kind of what did the interview process look for? I, I know with applying, I told people, I applied to a million. I interviewed with probably 10 to 15. I don't know the exact number, but I didn't know what the process looked like for yourself um, and kind of how you broke in. Oh my God. I can't even tell you how many jobs I applied to. Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, I started applying to jobs even before I went to MSC. So it was January of, oh my God, 2019. No. 2020? 2020? Yeah. Yeah. January the, best, 2020, the best year the ever. First, yeah. But <laughs> it was the start of the best year ever. Um, it was when I started applying to jobs. Um, I started interviewing back then. I probably had five to six interviews with different companies um, up until COVID, lovely COVID. Um, <laughs> so COVID hit and I, I was like in the running for for jobs. And I mean, this was during MSC. I'm like, I'm going to graduate with a position. I'll be set. Then COVID hits and she throws everything like off the rails. I was like, thank you, Miss Rona. Um, really <laughs> nothing went as expected after that. Um, all I kept doing like literally all summer and like all through after graduation was network. Like I would just message people on LinkedIn constantly. And I think, you know, very similar to you, I just tried to message and connect with as many people as possible. But for me, networking is like not my strong suit. Like I feel so uncomfortable sometimes like sending people messages. It's like, you know, I don't know what to say. I feel like there's kind of awkwardness. Like, do people want to talk to me? But I really do think like a lot of those people that, you know, did reach back out to me, did have conversations with me, really helped me have a good contact in the field. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like that is what you need to get first round interviews. You need yep. a good contact in the field of somebody who's willing to fight for you just a little bit, just to put your name in and say, Hey, this girl, this guy's great. I love them. Like, you know, just give them, just give them one chance. I was yep. like, that's all I need is one interview, please. <laughs> so do all the networking you can find someone who believes in you. And if it's just one person, like, I mean, use that to your advantage. Like just learn from as many people as possible. It's all you can really do you just need one job offer to get the job <laughs> just one <laughs> <laughs> i love that no that's that's a very well said and the thing i think you do a great job you know uh veil who we just had on the interview or the podcast last week we were talking about you coming on and and his comment was just about how sincere you are how genuine you are and i think that's something just for the listeners out there you know we've we've touched on this before but like you got to come with a genuine heart when you're, when you're reaching out, even in your conversation, when you're reaching out to people networking, you got to be genuine about it because there's too many people, even myself, I'll get messages where they're just looking what they can get from you. Mm -hmm. And when you get a message like that, 
there's nothing faster to be like, no, thanks, or don't even respond. Um, so I think that's something you do a great job at is just being super genuine. And like, you know, as, as you guys are watching this easy to talk to fun to talk to good energy. Um, these are all tips that you guys can take in when you're having conversations and, um, when you're, when you're networking, because like, like she said, for me, networking's easy. I don't care what anybody thinks about me and I love to talk. Um, so I'm like the exact opposite. So I think you do a great job of being able to, um, use your strengths to reach out and land your job with the one of the largest medical device companies in the world yeah guys you just gotta be you know comfortable with being uncomfortable like I feel awkward all day long but you just oh you gosh. have to get over it <laughs> I love that and and that's I think we should touch on that too is like you said I I broke in when COVID was in its height as well you know like it yeah. went to everyone's hiring to everyone's on a hiring freeze check back in four months you know like all mm -hmm. this it's it doesn't change once you get into the job you know, like no day I've ever had goes as planned. You know, it's like, oh, there's a surgery. Oh, it's kicked back three hours. You know, something <laughs> like there's stuff that's always going. And then it's like, hey, this surgery is super easy. You get in there and then that surgery wasn't easy. Um, there's things that came up. So it's it's just part of the job. Like you said, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's yeah. this job. Like you're going to be learning every single day. And I talk to reps who've been in it for 20 years and they're like, I still learn every single day, which is exciting. Um, yeah. But it has, it has its challenges and just a mindset <laughs> in that as well. So you are now in, you can take a big breath um, and then tell us about kind of your first experiences. Because like I said, you're in one of the like busiest territories right now. And I would love to just kind of hear what, like we touched on your days, but you're waking up early, going out late. Can, can you let us know what that looks like for you um, and what an average day looks like in an associate sales rep? So for me personally, in my territory, currently right now, I work under four territory managers in, as Jacob said, one of the most competitive and busiest markets in the world. So honestly, the biggest thing I've learned is to just be adaptable and you just got to be ready for anything. Um, I think honestly, before this, I was all just like, oh, like, you know, it's your schedule. Like I can handle it. And then like when you get thrown at like a hundred outlook invites and you're like, oh my God, I have to be eight places at the same time. You're, you know, there's a lot of stress that comes into it, but um, I have like the most amazing mentors and TMs like ever. They are the coolest people. Um, they all work so hard and like, they're all just so willing to like teach me everything they know. So I'm very, very lucky in that sense. Um, it's just like a blessing. Like I have the best people ever to work under. Um, that being said, as I said before, your days are so unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. I might know my schedule tonight. Probably I'm going to say right now, I do know my schedule. It's 7 PM here where I'm at right now. And uh, my schedule has just been, you know, clarified for tomorrow. But I mean, all day today I'm running around. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow I might get there and things might change. I've gone to hospitals and, you know, you get there at 7 a.m., you're about to start your case, and they're like, oh, it's pushed back, or you have, like, things are added, you don't know other doctors have cases. It, it can get crazy. So, you know, be ready for everything. Um, don't expect to come home before 6 p.m. Um, in my head, mentally, I just say, okay, every morning I'm leaving my house at 6 a.m., and if I don't get back till 6 p.m., that's just how it is. So yeah. if you expect that, then I think it makes your day a lot easier. Um, because then you're like, you know, not thinking, oh, I'm going to get home at one and, you know, I'm going to relax. Like, no, there's no time to relax. <laughs> but I love it. It's like such an energizing job. 
Um, you know, I don't know if anybody out here is like very ADHD, like I am so ADHD. And this job is like the best thing ever for me because I'm so busy all day long. I think I walked five miles today. It was great. <laughs> um, so I love it. Just be ready to work so hard and to be tired and you got to pick something you're passionate about or else mm-hmm. you might not wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. And and I think you do a great job um, just with your knowledge. You're so mm-hmm. smart and you're, but like this is just, you're always learning. No two cases mm-hmm. are the same. There's always just so much to take. So like you said, a lot of stress that comes with it. And, you know, for everyone listening, we, we broke in around the same time. So kind of going through drinking through the fire hose. Um, <laughs> I think Kira may be drinking a little faster than I am, but, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's definitely quite a transition than what I, I thought it was, you know, everyone told me what they thought med device would be um, and that it would be drinking from a fire hose. And it didn't really make much sense till mm-hmm. you're in your first couple of weeks. And then you start, you start learning the water's coming pretty fast. Oh yeah. And also, I mean, please don't think that once you get the job, like the hard work is over. I think um, my manager told me this like day two, he was like, here, just cause you have the job doesn't mean your life's going to be easy now. And I was like, oh no. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, It's going to get harder. But I mean, like I come home so happy from work. Like I'd say 95% of the days, like some days, you know, are kind of horrible. But, um, you know, most days I'm just like, oh my God, I made a difference. Like today was great. Like I know my, you know, TMs are going to be so proud of the work I did for them. Um, and I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. So yeah. it's, it's such an awesome career to be in. Really. I love that. There, there's nothing better than walking out of a surgery, knowing that someone's life was just impacted in a yeah. positive manner. Absolutely. I love that. And you're not the doctor. So, you know, like you're going to be a piece of it, but you're not the actual piece, you know, but you're going to be a part of it. No, I, I love that. Um, and just being, you know, staying positive with it. You do a great job at that too. Um, you, like she said, you guys, you got to choose something that you're passionate about. Um, otherwise those, those 12, 14 hour days can, can get long, even longer than they seem. So I love that. And then here, just wrapping up, I would love to hear, just the advice you'd give to anyone trying to break in, what can they do to set themselves apart? What would you say to someone who is trying to land that associate sales rep role right now? Yeah. um, Honestly, I, I feel like I said it a million times, but like stay passionate, stay hungry. Like someone will give you a chance. Like there are people out there that do want to help you. Like I love helping people. I'd be willing to help anybody out. Um, But you have to be willing to put yourself out there. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable, you know, I mean, I'm 22 years old, I gained my absolute dream postgraduate job, I never thought this was possible, anything you dream, it can, you can accomplish it, I just believe that, yep. um, just don't give up, and also, you know, you want to work for people and a company that have those values that align with yours, Yes. and as we said before, like, a lot of those tough days, I know I'm making a difference, and that's how you get through them, and I'm so proud of the product I sell. And I really just, you know, I wish all the luck to people, you know, hearing this. So please like reach out to me personally, if you need any advice. I love helping people. I would love to help you, you know, land your dream job. So many people help me. So any way to give back. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I appreciate that Kira. And also I just say this to everyone who's going to reach out, please do reach out to myself or Kira. Um, like I said, she's a great resource. Uh, but like I've said in previous uh interviews and previous podcasts please do your research before you reach out to people um especially like kira you know like she's a very busy person she's going to help you when she can but i've been finding there's a lot of times people can answer questions by a quick google search um so if you can do that 
you'll you'll impress her even more and maybe she'll help you out even more so kira i really appreciate you jumping on today and hanging out with us and just giving these awesome little nuggets to everybody no, no problem. So happy to be able to finally make it on. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you and everybody who's watching. If you guys are watching on YouTube, please press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are listening on the podcast, if you could give us a five-star review, it helps us grow this channel to impact other people. And I do want to let you all know, I'm very excited to announce I have a big surprise coming for every single person. I've been getting a lot of um, requests about, hey, I need some help breaking in. I've actually created something that I'm going to be sharing with you guys here in the next couple of weeks um, that I'm just that I'm just really passionate about. So that will be coming out here in the future. But until next time, you guys, I hope you have a fantastic week. Keep chasing your dreams and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.